Hey guys, this is Diego and Storm here. This time we have you a new episode of the Goodcast, and we spoke with Angela Tan from Singapore. You might know her. Angela is studying a master's in social development practice at UCL. So we hope you guys enjoy. One, two, three, four. Hi, my name is Angela, and I am a master's student in UCL right now. Doing social development practice, and I'm from Singapore. You did your undergrad in Warwick University. Yes. So what was that in? Um, I did my undergrad in economics and politics. So it's a bit of a switch from economics and politics to social policy. I learned different things in different degrees. Yeah. For economics, it's a lot about relation, relation between one thing to another. So how does um, how does consuming more leads to um, increase in GDP or like it's it's a very it investigate a lot of like one-way relationship and there's a lot a lot of assumptions in the models in the economic models okay. whereas for social policy which is what I'm, I'm interested in right now mm-hmm. um, it's a lot on how different factors identities how power play come into play with regards to a policy so it's it's I would say social policy it's more like um, social science Okay. Yes. So there's a lot of things to like deconstruct. There's a lot of things to um to consider. A a lot of multi layers. Whereas for economics, they just assume that oh no, there's only one layer. Right. So, <laughs> yeah. Except behavioral economics, I must make a disclaimer. <laughs> that's it. Disclaimer. Yes. Okay. And if you could, if you just go back a little bit to me, so Diego and I were talking about earlier about how you got the People's Association scholarship. So can you just tell the listeners what that is about? So um, in Singapore, what they do to retain, because we are a small country, so the government gives out scholarship to, to let people pursue um, higher education. At the same time, they, they ensure that they are in the workforce with the government. So um, one of the, there are many scholarships available in Singapore. One of them that I take on is People's Association. So it's one of the stat, that statutory board under the Ministry of Culture in Singapore um, because I found that for me, I like to... I, I, I'm someone that likes to be indoor and outdoor at the same time, so I can't sit in the office. That's confusing. How do you are indoor and outdoor at the same time? Yeah, that, that's... that's <laughs> <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll get to that. Not, not concurrently, of course. I can't yeah. speak myself. Yeah. But what I mean is like my work schedule. So it allows me to be indoor some of the time, doing policy. Against the both worlds. Yeah, yeah. And outdoor, implementing, gathering mm. feedback on the ground. Okay. So that's where um, it brought me to the uh, People's Association Scholarship, where it allows, it's a lot of uh, implementing um, different policies from other ministries on the ground, as well as collecting feedback and channeling the feedback up. Okay, so hit us with a few facts from Singapore, like... So how many bicycles do you have on average? Yeah. But what's how, the language how? spoken? Religion? Population? Religion. How? Population? Sorry, but how is that fun fact? <laughs> um, make it fun. It'll make it make fun. It yeah. fun. So, so joke. Okay. a joke and sing it if you want. Rap it. In, Beatbox. Init- yeah, initially we, 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 so we, one of the, of the ways we thought the podcast could go is like, we go over a joke. So say, an, a South African, a Costa Rican, a Singapore enter into a bar. Yeah. And then we will just leave it there. And then people can decide what happens later. But no, no, you don't have to make a joke. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> There's no pressure. <laughs> no, just like like uh, yeah, like like place Singapore in our minds. 
So we all know it's illegal to chew bubblegum. No, you're allowed to chew bubblegum, but you're not allowed to... Yeah, sell. Yeah. Yes, you got it right. Yes. And you can't... You have to flush the toilet. <laughs> well, yes, yes, yeah. there's a new wait, law. Because wait, 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 what do you mean? It's... You, it's illegal you, to You'll get a fine if you, if you are caught toilet. not flushing oh, the toilet. Wait, <laughs> that's... It has been layers, right? Because you have layers for, like, privacy. Do I have the privacy to my own bathroom, yeah. right? No, public toilets. Public, oh, public toilets. So after you okay, use... Okay, no, it makes sense. Yeah. But it's, it's interesting because it does make sense because from an environmental like perspective, like in South Africa right now, I've got a huge water shortage, mm -hmm. so you actually can't flush the toilet unless you've taken a dump. Sorry, podcast, I use that word. <laughs> so they say if it's yellow, let it mellow. Yeah, I heard that. Yeah. So... <laughs> I heard it in a podcast as well, so now... Did you? Why isn't a podcast will be in now? Amazing. Mm. Right, so Singapore, to put it in your mind, it's only 5 million of us, really, really little. What? It's a, yes, it's really small. And if you want to find it on the world map, you have to really zoom in <laughs> towards Malaysia, towards Indonesia, and ah, there you find it. Okay. But we are like a tiny red dot, a powerhouse for financial, mm -hmm. for, um, for consulting. So that's, that's the... Um, yeah, I guess. I think one fun fact that I just realized that is that um, even though there's 5 million of us, just in Europe itself, there are currently, as of now, there are 5,000 Singaporeans abroad. In Europe? Yeah, staying like permanently. Wow. Like, yeah, mm -hmm. so that, that's quite, quite a lot. In Europe. In Europe. Yeah. You also have a lot of expats in Singapore. Yeah, we do. So, oh yeah, that... That brings me to, okay, maybe I'm zooming too fast, but yeah, it brings okay. me to inequality. Because what happened is that the expats became, uh, become Singapore citizenship, right? Mm -hmm. They have citizenship, so they're considered, okay. they're calculated into the um, income, bracket. the Gini, yeah, income mm -hmm. bracket, the Gini coefficient as well. So that kind of raised that. But that's not really fun fact. Um, it's an interesting fact, it's which interesting. is fact for after, I guess. Fun actually stands for functional, <laughs> universal, non fun, fun. <laughs> Fantastic. Yes, mm, fantastic. Numbers. So don't worry, I didn't mean yeah, fun that numbers. way. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So you're on the right track. Um, because it's interesting, yeah. from Costa Rica's, from our point of view, our former president um, who was 2006-2010, Oscar Arias, he is obsessed with Singapore. I mean, and many people in Costa Rica, many uh, policymakers aren't, because they, they see Singapore as a nation that went from, it rose really fast in the development ladder, if you want to see it like that. Mm -hmm. And it has a, is a very, as you say, very strong financial system, very strong ports, uh, very strong uh, airport. And it's just, it's seen from abroad, at least from, from Latin America, as this symbol, this thing you want, country you want to emulate in, uh, in, in development policy you have how, how do you be having studying three years of economics and, and politics and now develop and policy making in, in the UCL how would you I don't know rate but like evaluate social policy and policy making in Singapore social policy is not one pillar that stands by itself it's something that cuts through the different policies economic environment transportation so it's it's a, it's not like a pillar that stands by itself. So, in terms of rating, I think um, we have to first define what is social policy. Otherwise, it's a bit hard to 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 evaluate. Well, define right? for us. Yeah. So um, the broader definition it's about um how do 
how the policy handle justice, well-being, and as well as um, equity. Mm-hmm. So um, that, that, that are the broad goals of a social policy, right? So that's how you, you measure whether the social policy is good. Answering to your question, I think um, so far, Singapore has been doing really well in terms of urban design, in terms of economic, in terms of, um, in terms of um, our diplomacy with other, other countries. Mm-hmm. You know, in fact, our passport is ranked fourth, fifth in the world. Um, wow. And we have access to 160 countries. Always above you. <laughs> um, Hong Kong is on par with us. Germany is above us, I believe. Mm-hmm. And the three others are... Um, Probably yeah. Scandinavian <laughs> yeah. countries, maybe? Yeah. They're always dominating life. In terms of policy, Singapore is doing not too bad. Mm. But more can be done, of course, definitely. To, to take, care, take care of the citizens, to take care of the inequality issues. Um, and the cost of living as well. Singapore is really expensive. Very expensive, Very expensive yes. yes. It's almost like the, the London in, in Europe. Mm. Yeah, it's a London in Asia. Mm, everyone's, even just holiday making, everything there is just yeah. really pricey. Yeah. Okay, so talk to us more about this inequality. Because we know nothing about it. And you just, yeah, because you just went out of your way to mention it. Twice, yes. Yeah, and it's, yeah, it's very, it seems pretty pertinent because yeah as Diego said uh, and it, I don't think it's just Latin America I think it's globally mm. Singapore is seen as the gold not the gold standard but like the golden child of countries and um, I there's nothing I mean I some, when I was reading through the um, the scholarship the People's Association scholarship and how it's like community development I sort of had a bit of a chuckle to myself because I was like Singapore's perfect what development does it need to do like in South Africa and other countries we need that as a journalist I would have an I would take issue with, with Singapore being perfect okay. um, but we can we can we'll, talk we'll, about we'll, later we'll about yeah. yeah. present Singapore how, how does it look like so inequality in Okay, this is really one of the areas that I'm really interested in right now. Fantastic. <laughs> I love that. Good. And in fact, I'm trying to do my dissertation on this. Amazing. Yes. So, um, inequality in on a broader definition, it means the unequalness, the, the gap between one and another. So, inequality can be, just, can be about money. It can be about the calories, about nutrients, about access to opportunities. It, mm-hmm. it can be about different dimensions. So, um... I would compare, maybe I can relate to like London and Singapore. So coming to London, I found a lot of homelessness, right? So, um, and to me, it's very surprising because in mm-hmm. Singapore, to be homeless is illegal. <laughs> you are not allowed to be homeless. Okay, but... Like... <laughs> but you don't choose that life. Right, so what the government does is that they'll provide you with like, um, maybe four, you just have to pay $4 a, mo- a month. So it's really cheap housing that, that ensures that no one is homeless. Okay, so it's impossible to be homeless. Exactly, okay. yeah. So. But when, they, when you say illegal, is it, is it impossible or is it illegal? I mean, if you're... Because if you have... It's, it's hard to understand how it's illegal to be homeless. Like, would you get fined if you're, if you're no. homeless? So the police will, will, will approach will, you. Okay, and then take you to jail or something. Or M- maybe take you to jail for, for the... I, I'm not sh- I'm not really sure, but the police will approach you, mm-hmm. ask you for your, your certificate, like, what are you doing here? Mm-hmm. And then they will transfer you the, to the community that is involved in the welfare 
Okay. Assistant. Okay. So yeah. if you wanted to be homeless, you can't. You would go out of your way to do it. You can't. Yeah, you and can't then do it illegal. Yeah. yeah. Even if you want to pitch a tent in the park, you yeah. need to have a license. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So. I guess that's one reason why Singapore is so well regulated. We have so many mini. Now you see why I was trying. And you had a very strong government for a long time under Lee, Lee Kuan Yew, is it? Uh, the founding father, Le- yes. What's his name again? Lee, Lee Kuan Yew, yes. Lee Kuan Yew. Okay, so you were shocked about the London herbers. Yes. So Sorry, homeless um, people. Homeless people. Yeah. yeah. So um, it it. So this experience got me to to really read up more about what's happening, like what's inequality, what was this issue, you know? So um, what I found out is that a lot of us Singaporeans, we have this neoliberal mindset that we think that poverty and homelessness is because that person is incapable, that person is lazy, you know? So it's it's a lot about pointing fingers at the person um, lack of cap- capacity. So we think that that's why they are they are homeless. But when I read more about the, the literature and the news, I found out that it's not about the individual's flaw, but it's about the political and economic environment in London that makes housing so unaffordable for a lot of people. And then at the same time, this is the real um, the private market, right? And at the same time, the government is not giving out enough public housing. So there's there's the issue of demand and supply, right? Linking back to my economics background. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so there's a there's um there's an issue of demand and supply. So it's a lot of structural issues that cause this poverty, homelessness, and inequality. So this brings me back to my own experience in Singapore. So I I grew up in a I would say I would say below middle income family, mm-hmm. and then um. I understand what poverty is because to me poverty is not just about lack of cash but it's the lack of opportunity. So that's why I'm really interested in the topic of inequality because it yes I I'm able, I'm able to get a scholarship here and and this but because that's a component of Singapore that promotes meritocracy. If you work hard, if you have um some elements of leadership mm. quality, you if you apply and you, and you put in effort to apply for a scholarship, you can get it. So that's just one part of Singapore being meritocratic. But mm-hmm. apart from that, growing up, I learned that, you know, if, if you are poor, you don't have access to to things that are beyond basic needs. So I, I grew up, you know, we, uh, the basic needs are like education, pocket money, and textbook. But whereas other friends of mine from the same school, they will be like music lesson, mm-hmm. right. um, um, lesson. golf, yeah. yeah, golf. And um, of course, holidays. Holidays are um, and I have never yeah been on holiday until I was sixteen, I think. So um, this that's why because of my personal interest, because of my personal experience, um, living in um a state of difference with others. So it got me very interested in in inequality in Singapore. So it's it seems you, being here in the UK in Warwick and now in UCL, you've been taught been thinking more about the structural part of inequality, and. And that structural part of poverty, rather than the, say, individual part of it, would you say Singapore has a more individual mindset and approach on poverty and inequality? Like it's more on an individual than a structure. Yes, definitely. I think like even for myself, prior coming to here and um, before reading about all the literature, I always think that oh, people are poor because they're not hardworking enough. Mm-hmm. Because um, Singapore, we have 
elements of Asian values like uh, oh you must work hard you must be filial and as well as the strong influence from America in that um, like the pursuit of this golden era mm. and the pursuit of um, your own happiness your kind dreams. of thing your, your dreams yeah. is based on hard work so it, they, the over focus on hard work makes um, I can't generalise for all Singaporeans but I think majority of us have the mindset that um, yeah, it's all the individual's fault in, instead of looking at the structural issues. Mm. Which is crazy because Singapore has, if I understand right, a very strong state system that controls many things in life and then gives many, I mean, it's, you, can, you can see very clearly the, the hand of the, of the structure in Singapore um, having an influence on everyday decisions and everyday mm -hmm. opportunities. The hand of the state. Yeah. Okay, so now you want to go, I guess you want to go back to Singapore after you finish your master's or you want to do a PhD or what's the plan? <laughs> so, um, I must say that I'm really, really happy because after this I'll be heading back home for work for okay. six years okay. with the Ministry of Culture. Okay. So yes. In, wi in yes. which field? Sorry? In which field? Like what, what are you going to do with them? So with the statutory board. People's Association. Okay. So you'll be involved in policy making? Um, policy planning for the first two years. Oh no, sorry, implementing okay. for the first two years, running on the ground to get experiences. Mm -hmm. And then I'll move to the HQ to do policy. So I'm, I'm really excited that because. Awesome. Yeah, really, really excited. But it's compulsory you go back for the six years? Definitely, yes. Okay. After this scholarship, right? Okay. Yes. Otherwise, I would have to pay um, a quarter million worth of pounds. Listen, yeah, definitely. Okay, so it sounds like inequality is something that's sort of close to home for you. Not because, like you said, you weren't, you know, poverty ridden or anything like that. It was just you, in comparison to your friends, you definitely tasted it, you thought. Um, so coming to the UK, has it been just a bit of a mind-blowing situation or... Just seeing the wealth and also being a good enough such a privilege. Yeah, exactly. I, I completely agree with you. Coming to the UK, just on the street, you can sort of recognize slash stereotype um, the different classes. Mm -hmm. And I went to YouTube to learn about this and I learned that there are, I think, 7 or 13 different sort of classes. So you know like um, how class is uh, associated with your consumption, with your... Socioeconomics. Yeah, socioeconomic, yeah, yeah. what your parents do. Yeah. So I learned that there are so many different layers. And the thing, and when I related it back to Singapore, I, I was like, ooh, thankfully like over in Singapore it's not that evident. Mm -hmm. Because the private life, it's quite, you know like country clubs, the expensive memberships, they are quite parked away. Mm -hmm. So it's not that... In, not in your face. Yes, it's not in your face. Mm. And in terms of our our attire, because it's a, such a humid and hot place, so most of us are. You're pretty humble. <laughs> yeah. We are dressed like yeah. Shorts and summer clothes. Exactly. Do, yeah. do men wear like jackets and suits and like for, or is it more like a, more like a summer attire for for business? Like what is what is the what is the businessman? No, I just, in fact, I just checked the humidity of Singapore, just yeah. for fun, um, five minutes ago. It's yeah. a fun fact. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. So, um, because I'm, I'm heading to Brazil in five days time, so the, the, the humidity Amazing. in London, it's I think 14 to 20. The humidity in uh, Brazil, it's 44. Mm -hmm. And in Singapore, it's 88. <laughs> <laughs> Suck it, Brazil! <laughs> yes. Where in Brazil are you yes. going to go? So, no way... 
that a guy going to um, work will ever wear, wear suit and tie, just shirt and pants. Okay. In um yeah. That just means you're sweating the entire yeah. time. Yeah. That must be horrendous. So that's why in Singapore, like every five steps you walk, you can enter an air conditioner place. That's good. <laughs> yes. But your poor body must be so confused yes, all yes, the yes. time. Yeah. Well, it's that hot and cold. Exactly. This happens in Panama as well. So we, we, we joke, also at least some people joke, I don't know, if people, but uh, the Panama City is the coldest capital in Latin America. Because so even if it's in a tropical area, it's so cold all the time and the <laughs> Panamanians are obsessed with the AC. I can um, imagine. Yeah, it's just it's crazy. And then in, in Costa Rica's capital, San Jose, we don't use AC too, too much or at all. It's just only like certain offices or some banks. Really? Um, yeah, it's because it's like 1,200 meters high, so it's, all, it's uh, not too much. It's it's yeah. Also, you all walk around naked. We do, we so do. That's, oh, wow. Uh, one about the attire. <laughs> have, have to pay, pay, pay so this country a visit. I had, <laughs> I had to buy lots, lots of clothes, clothes when I come here. You, but you're not wearing clothes right now. No. Naked, yeah, you shouldn't. You shouldn't have said that. <laughs> People are gonna like peek on the window. Like. <laughs> I actually have to wear, uh, dress up because I'm facing Corman's Field. This is true. So, so it's a kids. It's a kids yard. Yeah. PG sixteen. Yeah, I would, <laughs> I would be like someone would like a policeman will knock on my door if I'm usually naked here. Yes, um, it's against the law. Yeah, so sorry, something no. else I want to discuss is like you. You're playing. You play handball and squash, right? <laughs> What's yes. handball? Ooh, handball is like um even more fun version of football. With your hand? <laughs> I'm so biased. You're gonna take issue again with I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all the all the subscribers are gonna unfollow yeah, no, you. I'm gonna edit that. Don't yeah, no, we're, we're learning about new sports because Alex uh, talked about um, cricket. cricket, for yes. which I'm totally a this beginner and amateur. Yeah, I saw his photo. Yes, he's a cricket player and good enough, right? Yes. Yes. Enthusiast. Yes. Yeah. But we were talking about the whole shame, terrible bringing up again. But the whole Australian <laughs> and South African oh, scandal mm. with the ball tampering. Yeah, he's so really affected. He was. He was crying. No joke. He wasn't. Crying. <laughs> um, so yeah, tell us about handball. So handball is a really dynamic sport that requires um, a goalkeeper, as well as um, six players on court. So it is really really dynamic and it's so different from netball or basketball because it's a mix of both netball which is like oh passing the ball around and and basketball dribbling Dancing. yeah okay. dribbling and, and, and that and that that body contact so it's really rough like I fell down so many times and it was once I I fell and and that's fine but that one time I fell and I fractured my wrist really so for three months I'm out of court. That when, was when awful, was awful. Um, five years ago, oh, okay. when years I was ago. playing in Singapore, yeah, that was really awful. So um, it's pretty rough, but it's really fun because it really builds the dynamic. I guess that's one of the reasons why I decided to join handball back in Warwick. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, because um, in Singapore, I was in Warwick. And, in Singapore, I was in <laughs> In Singapore, I was in handball And I thought like coming here, I wanted to try a new sport But mm. I, I decided to go back to handball Because it's such a such a team-oriented sport And so fun I've never heard of handball Is yeah, that true? It's, 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 it's very cool to watch we must, Have you watched yes. it? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean not like, but YouTube. I watch it on like uh, Did you yeah. Google today? I have not I have seen yeah, it Yeah, must be stalking like, you the whole day Oh dear, Just, just in the past two hours <laughs> And then, okay. so you're the, you're the team captain for the squash, uh, for the, sorry, the, what is it, the handball team? Handball. Uh, was, I was the president in, in Singapore, in, back in Singapore back club. Back in Singapore. Yeah. Okay, for Singapore club. Yes. Okay. But you led the Buddhist uh, group mm, in work. Yes. That's yes. so cool. You have to tell us a little bit of, um, about that. 
mostly because in okay, I'm 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 abusing my Costa Rican uh, anecdotes here, but mm -hmm. we don't have a a big Buddhist group in Costa Rica, so we're not too familiar. I'm not familiar with oh, yeah. Buddhism. Yeah, same. A, I'm also not. So um, we do have, we did have a big big conversation about this a couple of days ago. Yes, yes, yeah. couple of weeks, weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you're not here. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> I think like Buddhism, it's a way of life okay. that that allows you to that that encourages you to investigate to to really ask question about life and to ask question about why why is there suffering you know so like the main core principle uh, or main philosophy of uh, of Buddhism is that. Um, Buddha himself, Gotama, his uh, two thousand five hundred years ago, he was a prince, and then he decided to let go of everything, you know, and just come out to be to to be on his own and to get gain enlightenment. After gaining enlightenment, that what he taught us was that um, four things. One is that there is suffering in life, so you had the first thing is that you have to acknowledge that there is suffering. And suffering could be like um, being away from loved one, being together with things people that you don't like, or even being associated with um, different kind of negative feeling. Mm -hmm. And then the second philosophy is that um, there is a way out of this suffering. So it's it's quite quite nice, right? Like giving what us is, a what way. What is the way? <laughs> yes, that is the third. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so um. Drugs. <laughs> <laughs> Not not drug, Good, just no just for disclaimer. Yeah. Yes. When, no, joking. Um, so the, the way out is um uh, what he called the noble eightfold path. So it's about right speech, right action, right livelihood, and and uh, different elements. Mm -hmm. So basically, like if you if you look at it, Buddhism is a lot about um training your internal mind. It's less on reliance on other things like drug. Yes, no no drugs. So it's a lot about um sharpening your internal mind okay. to, to be aware to be aware of what is inside here mm. and to be aware of your surroundings so that when you talk or when you do something you do not affect people and create this sort of like negative karma mm -hmm. so in general I think like to me Buddhism is really just a way of life that anchor me when I have like tough time or good time it anchor me for example, like in tough time, I will use um, I will I will bring my fullness. I will tell myself like, okay, this too will pass. You know, like in in like tough situation, you'll be like, okay, this is just a a phase, and mm -hmm. after this, it will pass because nothing is permanent, mm -hmm. right? Nothing is permanent, so it will, it will go. And even in good time, I'll be like, oh yes, I'm feeling this sense of happiness and excitement, but but remember not to cling on to this feeling. Because it's unhealthy to cling on. Because what happened is that after a few days, a few months, this feeling will be gone. Does that mean that you should feel empty? So it, it's really about asking yourself and investigating. Wow. <laughs> yes. It's very deep. It is. Oh, wow. I like this yes. too shall pass. And yes, I like this too shall pass. Yeah, yes. and also how you said when you're happy, you can enjoy it, but just remember. Yeah. Yeah, you, 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 of course you days. should enjoy, but you should be mindful mm -hmm. of like um, how you're feeling and not, the most important part is not to attach, not to cling on to this, this feeling that you want it to be forever. Because in Buddhism, we always remind um, each, uh, each of us that each of the Buddhists, practicing Buddhists, that nothing is permanent. Right. Yeah, so. It, it comes very timely for after the week we had last Last week, the, the weather we had it was so sunny. Mm. Oh. Mm. As we, we went to Primrose Hill last last week, and oh, as, wow. as we went there, I was I was so happy just biking to Primrose Hill on the way on the way. I was like, "Wow, this is a very happy moment." 
and it's it's good like to acknowledge that it doesn't last and it's okay that it doesn't last mm. as long as we expect everything to last mm. for it. But sometimes when you feel that happiness you realize you haven't felt it in a long time. And that's why you're <laughs> No but but that's why yeah. it's important. That's why it brings it all brings to the core message that to be in the present moment is so important. Yes. So that's the, the fourth message? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> no because the first one's... <laughs> I don't know. I'm wondering. I'm wondering. It's like, some, there's suffering, there's a way out. Yeah. There's a way out. Yeah. Then, what is the fourth one? I think I cut short one of the principle. Uh, don't worry, it's not a quiz. Is it? <laughs> no, the, the fourth one is the, um, the way out is the eight noble path. Okay. The noble path? Yeah. The, the one that it's about like right speech, right oh, intention. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, so... So I was in the Warwick Buddhist Society uh, president, mm, I think two years ago. Yeah, two, no, I think three years ago. So because like I'm really interested in um, organizing meditation platform for people to come together to learn. And it's very interesting that in UK, there are so, so, so many Caucasians that are interested in meditation mm-hmm. and interested in um, Buddhism as a philosophy and as a way of life. Whereas back home, back in Asia, back in uh, countries like Taiwan, Japan, you see that Buddhism is declining. So, really? so it's, like, it's like the grass is greener on the other side, kind of. Why is that? Why would you, why would you say that's happening? Because, uh, okay, so on the Asia side, what, what I speculate is that it's a traditional, conservative, old school kind of thing, you know? It's very superstitious. Buddhism. Mm, the Chinese, the Chinese way. version of Buddhism, not okay. the India version. So because it's watered down and they added a lot of like deities and, and like different kind of like water god, sea god and like different kind of gods. So it becomes something that is very mythical and um, non, non-scientific. In China or in India? In China, which then spread to Singapore, Malaysia. Okay. Yeah, I'm not too sure about the one in Japan, but... It's, it's a lot about globalization, to be honest. Mm. Because the, the youngsters are no longer religious. They'd rather be atheists. The youths. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. I'm not blaming on the youth, but more on <laughs> the, the impact of globalization. And whereas for here, it's very interesting because I asked my, my um, British friend. And she said that, yes, she was born in a um, Christian family, but she just... Are, are people no, yeah. are, are people in, in like in Singapore or in East Asia shifting from Buddhism to Christianity? I would say objectively speaking, yes. I the, the number of people I'm not trying to add emotion in here, so I'm trying to be objective. Yeah. The number of people that I've seen converting to Christianity in Singapore, I can't say about the other country, mm-hmm. um, has been rising. And I'm aware that in country like Korea, um, people try to spread flyers at the tube stations to convert you to Christianity so I would say that it, it is rising mm-hmm. the popularity of Christianity so yeah. it's interesting how the shift in the west seems to be yeah, away from Christianity is. in some countries not all mm. and then in, in, in some countries at least part of it are moving to Christianity it's really interesting for but, me okay so you use the expression the grass always green on the other side but maybe it's the case of people wanting to do something differently so christian wanting to now try something different buddhist now trying to but i just think the buddhist way sounds like more sincere okay but that's a different thing <laughs> no, because, so I'm, I'm not a, uh, it's interesting because okay i'm not I'm, i was raised a catholic i'm not have not been catholic for a long time but 
because I don't I don't like many of the views the Catholic Church takes. But if you look down at the scriptures or like Jesus as, as a man, as, as as a set of ideas, for instance, the preach the mount preacher, the mount speech, another word that in English, is very is profound in this way. It's a very selfless, uh, love to others kind of way. Mm. Think we, like Christians, some Christians at least, um, have this sort of at least uh, a way of forth. Yeah, like in... The core ideas are very, very cool. Yes, in... Yeah, on paper. But people don't practice it. That's the problem. Yeah. Like, it would be wonderful if people were like, love your neighbor like yourself. And if everyone actually was a selfless as JC. But people aren't. So it's people don't practice the pe- People are going out into just going to church, mm. being seen at church, um, reading their Bibles, being seen at Bible studies. We're going off topic. But but but, yeah. but regardless, I feel like because my close friends are Christians mm-hmm. and they are like um back le- in leaders. Yeah, back in Singapore, they are like um leaders, uh, cell group leaders. So I I do acknowledge the importance of religion in in yeah. individuals' life because it's like a moral compass that. That, that really guide a person in terms of good times and bad times. And, yes. And also, more than moral compass, we, so we had this conversation at the Philosopher's Club um, a couple of months ago, or a month ago, it was about what is God, and one of the, I was talking with, I think, Simon from Canada, and we were discussing how religion has both the spiritual part and also like the cultural part. So how, how do you see the cultural and the spiritual part of Buddhism? Are they different? How do you, how do they relate mm-hmm. to each other? This is a really interesting question because Buddhism has spread so widely. So 2,500 years ago, it was from India. And then 2,000 years ago, it went from India to um, Sri Lanka, to uh, Myanmar, to, and eventually to China. So definitely there's the cultural part of it. Because, okay, this is, this is uh, something that I learned just, um, not, not recently, but three years ago when I, about six years ago when I started uh, Buddhism. So what I learned is that, Okay, in Singapore, when growing up, there is this um like a godness. So this godness is um so as a female, right? It's portrayed as female, and her values is compassionate, compassion. And then when I learn about um the India Buddhism, the original form of Buddhism, I learned that holy sh- this this person is a real person that lived two thousand five hundred years ago, but it's the figure of a man. But what happened was that when this this teacher, it's um the teachings of this teacher is being um transported to China. Back in China, um the cultural the cultural doesn't believe that man is compassionate. Right. Man has to be strong, the you know, the one that bring the bread to mm. bread back home. Emotionally detached. Yeah, no emotion, so no tears, yeah. yeah. Don't care about babies, <laughs> just care <laughs> about money. So um so what happened is that there's a gender um gender identification back in India, uh, back in China back then. So what happened was that... Because it was like a thousand years ago. When, yeah. when it's so, that's, that, so because of this belief that um, compassionate must come from a female version, so they um, started taking off the moustache from the statue and they started um, making the figure slimmer and eventually um, it be- the statue, instead of a man <laughs> statue that people pray to, it becomes like a female... Um, female statue wow yeah and, and it's gender guys <laughs> no <laughs> it, it completely like just changed yeah so okay. yeah very the long original transgender. So that, that was really mind-blowing because growing up i i just yeah 
we call it like godness you know right. we never ever questioned that before it's a female god yes exactly so um that answers to the cultural part where um different culture have their different different inputs you know like and then uh subsequently like when buddhism went over it be- became Taoism and then it became um it, it also influenced Confucianism and and different kind of ism right so definitely cultural plays a huge 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 part did you say Confucianism yeah. but I said Confucianism no, no, no. like when you're confused no I think you are confused <laughs> so confused all the time we'll edit that out obviously <laughs> <laughs> yes okay <laughs> Something I think we also talked with Alex and we would like to talk with you is like when you applied to Kuruna, mm. what did you put on your application that you were going to contribute to the, to the community? Mm. Is this like a, are you like a checklist police now? We actually are you working for Alan? I think I, just, I don't know, I put I was going to do karaoke nights out. Oh wow. And I haven't. Ah. So maybe I should add I'm sorry. Ah. <laughs> well, I I whoa, that was so long ago. That was 7 plus 4 months ago, 11. Um well, given my strength and weaknesses, I I put in um organizing events. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Organizing events and as well as um Attending pot talks because I love I love pot talks. Uh, yeah, Ellen, Ellen, you're listening, right? I love pot talks. <laughs> did you put that as? Did you know that they had pot talks? Yeah, yeah. because I stalked the good enough um website, the official one, and the and the Facebook. Oh so. wow, you were on point. I didn't even know that. Okay, yeah. you have to gather all the information. You, you know, a rational voters behavior. Absolutely, all of that yeah. economics. <laughs> and also, you're a baker, so did you put that? Mm. No, oh. I didn't. No, I'm not a baker, but I love I love making stuff. That's a baker. Yeah. You made uh, cookies for one of these. Was it Chinese New Year? Yeah, I did. I did. I did a fundraising ish yeah. kind of. What, what What did the money go for? So, um, because my partner, my business, okay, not business partner, but <laughs> my charity booth partner, um, she's a psychologist. So we decided to um, donate the money to the mental health association. Oh, brilliant! Mm, that was really fun. That was really fun. Um. Um, doing the cookies, we we made like oh my goodness, we made hundred twenty boxes or or each. It was oh a lot. God. So you're and definitely was, a baker. Yeah, that's but that was my mom's. Come on, no, 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 no. I just followed my mom's recipe, so that, that was really good fun. Yeah, but yeah. the funny thing is that in Singapore, I never bake. Do you know why? Because my mom never allows me in the kitchen. Oh, so that's her. That's her. Yeah, that's her. She dominates. Dominate, us. yes. You told me it's very hard to get housing in Singapore, right? Um. Like it's very hard to get housing if you're like a like a single on the later stage of life. Like you, you have to get married to yes, move out, out yes, of your parents' yes. house. What? Much. Yeah, unless so that's a little bit of inequality right there, Angela. No, but what what the government's trying to do is to promote marriage. Yeah, and <laughs> and ultimately <laughs> and raising the national uh, fertility I rate. Know, we don't need to have a population. <laughs> okay, sorry. Yeah, so it, it's hard to. So that's why. So unless you are single and above thirty five years old, you can easily apply. Otherwise, you have to. Wait, so thirty five is spinster done. Yeah, pretty much. That's harsh for the government. That's like just now. Basically, the government is telling you you won't marry. You won't marry. No, you you can't procreate. Right, but yeah, so it's really hard to get. 
what does it get to get then private accommodation? Because you don't have much private sector. Private sector is not too strong. No, it is strong, but it's so expensive. It okay. costs uh, five times more than a social public housing. Okay. And, and there's no way you can afford that as a young teenager. Oh, not teenager, sorry. You don't... Yeah, not teenager. Uh, a young, a young adult. working adult, yeah. And what's the legal age of marriage? 18. Okay. I believe, I think. That's I'm good. not too sure. Yeah. And drinking? 18. Okay. Yeah. Notice the first. And <laughs> army, 18 as well? Um, depends on your education before that, but it's between, it's definitely before university. Yeah. And can women also enter that? Yeah, of course, yeah. more than welcome. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Well, in fact, speaking on this, uh, in fact, before signing on to my scholarship with People's Association, I considered signing. <gasps> Going to the army? Yes. Oh my god. You know, because I'm, su- I'm such a, like, um, You're very strong. No, no, I'm Muscular. not strong. If you guys don't know what Angela looks like, she's no. about six feet tall. <laughs> <laughs> Massive muscles. Kilograms. Yeah, I am. <laughs> no, because I'm such a... Um, I, I, love, I love rigid life. <laughs> what do you want? Rigid, you what rigid life? life. I, I love Monday to Friday where, the, uh, where oh, there's a like schedule. I love routine. Mm-hmm. I love... I used, I, I back then, back then. Four years ago, okay? Disclaimer. Four years ago. Um, I, I love routine and I love the ranks, you know? There's something that you look forward to achieving in life. But that was four years ago. Coming here... You don't like it. Coming here, studying social science, studying um, deconstruction of things. Right. No way. It's very different. Now. I can never fit into that routine life. So, oh, good. You're more relaxed. How's, so, yeah. yeah. Go ahead. So I must say that I'm wholehearted to People's Association. That's <laughs> <laughs> a, a disclaimer. I love, I love Angela's disclaimer. This like, is so why just like okay, yeah. Angela, you're fine. Don't worry. No, um, but um, how's your routine now? Like on a once now you, now you're studying. Ooh. How's your routine? <laughs> well, I I love traveling and and I I don't have much time left in in overseas, right? Before going back to Singapore. Oh, yeah. So my routine now is that I will do work. Um, when I finish my work, so I'll try to finish my work before the deadline so that I can go holiday. Well, in fact, I just came back from Norway yesterday. That's <laughs> Because I submitted my assignment yes, three days, yeah, three days ahead of um, schedule. Did you go by yourself? Yes, I went on okay. a solo trip to, awesome. to, to Norway. It was really, really fun. Do you usually travel solo? This is my second solo trip, in fact. Like, the first time was uh, three years ago in Paris. So, wow. yeah, so I really, really enjoy solo trips. It's, it's quite brave too, because when you do anything alone, it's often you question your confidence, you as a human being, because you're not being distracted by other people, you're not chatting to mm. other people, so often you have too much thinking time. Mm. So traveling alone, I don't mean the lack of safety, I just mean like mm. being alone in your own headspace can sometimes mm. also be, it's brave to do that. But you don't have to travel out to be occupy with your own brain I guess yeah. so for me like when I travel out I like to be aware of the surrounding the okay. architect how they plan their city and that answers to your question that I I don't have a routine now <laughs> yeah I don't have a routine <laughs> you should I just, be running this podcast I, I just <laughs> you're doing a bit of job with us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. so see I'm, I'm so structured right yeah, yeah. yeah I'm, so, I'm so jealous now <laughs> so I must answer back to the question otherwise I'll fail the essay so <laughs> this is not this is Thank you so much to Angela. We had a really great time with you, and we'll see you guys next time. Yeah, we have a great lineup of names coming up. You might know them, or you might not, but the ideas have new voices here at the Goodcast. Our music comes from the group Famous Logs in History. 
keep listening and we hope you all enjoy. Bye. Bye bye.